Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Once again, Midflight Brawl is brought to you by Heaps Normal, delicious, independent, non-alcoholic beer. The only one worth giving a go. Don't fall into the trap of having a rival brand. They're terrible. And as we're already in July... Some of you are having a break off the booze. Well, Heaps Normal is not only a great way to help you with that, but this July, if you pop over to heapsnormal.com, they're running a campaign about just doing your best. Can't ask for more than that. Head to Heaps Normal's Digital HQ and share a short story about a time when you did your best. You can win a custom jet ski. That's right, 1995's most popular jet ski, the Sea-Doo SPX 1000. Holy shit. Go do your shopping on it. Car, piss off. Provided you live somewhere like the mosquito breeding ground of tranquil Chevron Island canals, you can go anywhere where there's water. Install some stunt pegs on the back for the school run. Start a delivery business. Whatever. World's pretty much yours if you pull this off. 50 measly words. Get into it. On top of that, you'll get $3,327 in cold hard cash. All this could be yours merely by sharing a story about how you did your best. I'll share one right now. I did my best at turning up to work this week. Someone didn't. Couldn't be bothered. That'll be covered in a minute. And as normal, insert duty free as a promo code at checkout and receive a free shipping in Australia. Do your best. Anyone has a problem with that, they can rack off. Heaps normal. Get in. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. at LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not in the f***ing? I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rack can fly now, and this is what happens when they do. I'm Luke Heggie, and I'm flying solo. Why? Glad you asked. Nicholas J. Cody is indisposed. And by that I mean he's literally a couple of kilometres from where I am right now. I'm at the beautiful Gold Coast in Queensland, home of NRG juice, as well as a lot of meth. Cody, of course, is on a well-earned holiday. Good quality Melbourne morning radio is obviously taking a holiday as well. When I say he's busy, I mean it. I went to Coolangatta Sands a couple of days ago. He was sitting at a large table he'd booked by himself in a sea of other like-minded philosophers, watching a parade of grown men in tight shorts belting the shit out of each other on a big TV screen. I'd never seen it, but uh, from what I observed that day in the slow motion shots, these men will not ever be clogging up the aged care system. Yuck. 
Although the last one appeared to be a couple of blokes who just couldn't decide if they wanted to have a kick or a cuddle. And, uh, and then one of them won. Um, in flight news this week, an American man about 60 years old was on a, sitting on a plane waiting to take off and he'd discovered airdrop on his phone. He sent everybody a picture of his beef clarinet. Who doesn't just keep one or two of those handy? I don't know. Some of the recipients didn't like it and he got dobbed on by a TikToker, no less. Thank goodness for them. Escorted off the plane, even after apologising. And he's being charged as we speak. So turn off your phone when you get on the plane like you're asked and this sort of thing won't happen. I mean, might be a stretch to blame victims receiving a, a dick on their phone, but uh, also we had to protect the children. It's like our children receiving that. Don't give your children phones. Uh, while I'm here too, got a pretty nifty Zoom background going underappreciated right now. I'll just have to tell you about it myself. I'm, of course, outside Century 21 in Turinga, Queensland, right near my mum's place. Uh, also happens to be the workplace of one Jared Baden-Clay, former workplace, rather. Now he's making number plates. Uh, Caterpillar attack survivor, Jared. We've talked of him before. Absolute grub of a man, the Brookfield Strangler. Get into him. Um, also, while I'm here, before we get started, I won't go on too long, fucking boring, just on your own. Um, in live show news... Show in Launceston next week, sold out. But stay tuned because some weaklings may fall ill in the last second, freeing up their tickets to be scalped to help them through the tough times ahead. Uh, still tickets left for the Hobart show, July 15, and also for the live stand-up shows in both Launceston and Hobart, featuring NJ Cody, myself, and a few others. Live stand-up comedy, somehow less popular now than watching a primarily audio format form of entertainment being completed on a stage somewhere instead of in a studio. That's where we've arrived as a species. Congratulations, everyone. Uh, we will have some of our Air Jaden T-shirts available, as well as some limited edition Larrikin Island T-shirts. Stocks are low. We'll place an order for some more Jadens. A couple of sizes are gone. Hoping to get them next week. Who knows? As for other live stand-up happening, I'm going to be in Melbourne, Home of the Arts, for the Replay Festival, July 13 and 14, one of which is State of Origin 3 night, State Against State, Mate Against Mate, Decider. So I'll be taping it and going somewhere to watch it later. So if you're there on the Wednesday night for some reason, don't even talk to me after the show. Uh, As well as this, very weekend at Hotter, Home of the Arts at the Gold Coast. This Saturday, July 9 at 5.30pm for a postponed show from a couple of weeks ago when my plane got cancelled. Um... 5.30 5.30pm wasn't my original choice, but matinee session. People go to bed really early here, so might pick up a couple of wrinklies. Um, besides Tasmania, I don't think Cody has many big shows planned, but stay tuned to nickcody.com.au. He's always around in Melbourne doing stand-up. For now, though, he's having a break, as I am soon to do. He's uh, probably too busy holidaying right now, but if you are listening, mate, enjoy yourself. You deserve it. Clearly, I fucking don't sitting inside in front of a microphone. Although having said that, I am off to France very soon and the time difference may make it. So the one or two hour window Cody provides me with each week where he's available to swan in and start randomly pressing buttons and asking Conrad to fix his fuck-ups and then frequently cancelling or postponing on very short notice may be difficult to coordinate. We'll see. We may be submitting separate intros. I don't know. 
but that's a couple of weeks away. I haven't thought that far ahead. In the meantime, here's the episode we recorded a week or so ago when I was in Melbourne. Enjoy. All right. This week, buddy, we're looking at Flight 650. Oh. Fargo. Jesus. North Dakota to Minneapolis, March 8, 1990. Fargo. Man. Fargo. Oh, true coat. What yeah. a town. Uh, Northwest. You reckon they're wrapped with the movie and the pres- and the shows? They've probably never seen it. I <laughs> <laughs> <They> wouldn't know. <laughs> Man, I loved it. I thought the series was superb. Mm. I watched the first one or two series. It was yeah. really good. The movie was fantastic yeah. too. So I, I don't know, man. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not. I don't know. Should be. Should be proud. <laughs> uh, Northwest Airlines, that's got to have about the longest rap sheet I've ever seen. Really? For incidents and accidents. And I haven't, obviously, I've, I've, I've not seen every airline. Of course, but I think what – I don't reckon they'd have the longest rap sheet overall. They yeah. might have the longest rap sheet for a first world country that where they have oh. to actually report these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, well, they don't appear on rap sheets. Those ones were just 30 people per week go missing on a plane. <laughs> um, it's been around since 1926, though, but Jesus Christ – I've, like I'm, I thought it's gone now, isn't it? I think it got merged. Did it? Did it? I reckon Northwest has merged. All oh, right. Uh, well, I should have looked at that, but I didn't. I'd be very surprised if any of them have an incidents and accidents page on Wiki as long absorbed, as Northwest. Absorbed into Delta. Ah. Oh. Right. When was that? Recently. Yeah. Uh, no, last 10 years. Approved 2008. Right. Oh, they got them. They got them yeah, in the how, uh, global you, financial crisis. Oh, that's how you do it. Snuck in. Christ-a-tunity. Um, they've, uh, they've had to separate fatal and non-fatal. That's how many there are. Jesus. On the fucking wiki wow. page. Not broken down by season no. or month? <laughs> well, well, fuck. Some of them are like, like in the same month. Yeah. Um, we're not going to go through all of them, obviously, but some interesting ones. 1971. Who chose Northwest for his hijacking on a Portland Seattle flight? Oh, is that the um, is that the, the bloke? Yeah, hijacker. It, yeah, the hijacker. That fuck. We did an episode on him. No, we didn't. Oh, but we talked about him. We didn't do an app. No, we spoke about him. D Cooper. B D, Cooper. D B Cooper. Yeah, that's the airline he chose for his hijacking. Yeah, Portland nice. Seattle. Very short flight. That very uh, short. It's only a couple of hours drive. In 1990, Miami to Minneapolis, a 727, a Northwest 727, had one of its three engines just fall off. Yeah. Already not a fan of that. Well, they didn't just know. Even amounts. Oh, sort but, of Rex Airline style. 25 minutes. They didn't even know. But then they did know and they landed safely in Tampa. Good result. Wow. Um, Hold on. That was going Miami to Minneapolis. So they turned yeah. around and landed it back in Florida. Yeah. Um, the Rex Airline flight, the one just got dropped over. Oh, Aubrey. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Just a pr- propeller Did fell it, off. They're falling into the kindergarten woods. or something? No, 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 no. Just Wasn't there the a, was there a Qantas engine or something fell off into a kindergarten? Oh, shit. Still killed no one. They're, they're, 
They are on a streak. They're riding the lightning. Fuck it, I they are. Fuck. Their aircraft are as old as the crew mm. and there's some <laughs> stuff's going to fall off them pretty fucking soon. Your favourite bloke, you Alan Joyce. They are – I've been flying a lot lately. Yeah. Qantas, the worst. Yeah, like, and to- hated. Not even on the plane. It's just like text message, your plane's cancelled. Oh, thanks. It's six hours later. Is it? I'm not going to make my gig. Yeah. Thanks, though. I'll sort yeah. something else out. Thanks for the text. Um, you know, as I let you down, Murray's bus. They've never, not once. Nah. They always go. <laughs> always there. Hard to get more than five hours on one, though. <laughs> well, you haven't got time. Um, I can't remember if we've talked about this one before. Maybe some nerd will tell us if we have, but definitely we've talked about the concept. Chicago to Seattle, mm-hmm. October 30, 1941, Northwest. Douglas DC-3 yeah, uh, on the Minneapolis Fargo leg, no less. There's a lot of legs back then. Um, today's exact route in reverse yeah, makes you think. Um, they had too much ice on the wings. Never they good. Crashed into an open field. Uh, Should have landed that. A couple of miles short of Fargo. Oh. Nearly there. In Moorhead, in fact which we'll hear about in a little while, coincidentally, just over the border. 14 of the 15 on board became Jesus's breakfast that day. <laughs> Thanks very much, God, but I want a health kick. Make mine brown bread. Like a castle, like a sunset, like a comet, like the lost All right. <laughs> just one. not going to let me play a whole one. Just one of them. Um. Yeah, Jesus said, look, I'll even appear on some lunatics toast on earth for a good measure from time to time, but these guys brown bread. Uh, the pilot, Clarence Bates, survived the crash. The one survivor? Of, the one survivor out of 15. Yeah. 14 uh, deadly bones. Clarence Bates survived. He was thrown clear. Oh, look, no seatbelt. We said this before and we'll say it again. Okay. <laughs> <Like, laughs> Your plane's getting flung towards Earth. There's a fair bit of mustard on it coming in hot. Yeah. Take your seatbelt off. Yeah. Just like you would driving down an icy cliff top yeah. road. Prime position for cowards. <laughs> Put your arms by your side and your head towards a window. Nah, that's just, that's just <laughs> making it over quickly. Didn't they do that on something like Mythbusters or something? Oh, like, really? Oh, this, is, this is a way to make everyone die so they don't have to pay wow. any compa. <laughs> They got little daggers in the backs of every seat, mm. just un- just under the fucking little uh, cushion there. That's why they so want you to hang your head there. Whoops, they want you to hang your iPad and shit up there now. Yeah, please just stick all that there. <laughs> Smash glass will finish you off. <laughs> um, man, the the seatbelt thing. I, I was in New Zealand for a while, right? And I yeah. did a I did a season in a in a uh, ski like a national park ski joint. Yeah, and. I was on night shift and we had to drive down the road. It was like yeah. an 18K road. Some nights the bloke, it was so much snow that the dude on the snowplow would plough the road and I would snowboard nah. in front of him oh. with a fucking wave of snow behind me. It was <laughs> sick for 18Ks. It was amazing. I thought I'll just, if I fall off, I'm dead, but it was pretty good. Yeah. But um, 
we'd have to drive a car down if it wasn't too much snow and just check the road because it had to stay open all the time. We could shut a gate if we deemed it was too unsafe, but you had to drive down the road. First night I was there, the big bloke, the boss, big fella, he, he got in the car. We're driving this like a fucking high ace down the thing. He's going fast. Mm. I go, Jesus, this is quite dangerous. He goes, oh, I'll tell you what, it gets icy sometimes. Uh, if you look across and I'm not in the car, get out. Oh, really? Is that like he's driving? Jesus. He said, if we, you know, if we start to go south here and, and you look across and I'm not in the car, just get out. It's like, man, just pull over. I'm getting out now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> just got a roll passenger. Out. <laughs> yeah, I'll be a passenger in a car with no driver on an icy road. I'll just sit there. Of course, I'm getting out. <laughs> get out. Never get in a car with you again. Fucking hell. Um. Anyway, a uh, Clarence survived the pilot. Yeah. One year later, Clarence was test flying a consolidated bomber B-24. No, I wouldn't be doing that. If I survived, if I was the only survivor on a plane crash, mm. I'm not testing any planes. A new plane. Yeah. Well, he did, and immediately he became reunited with his passengers. Oh, <laughs> see, I wasn't wrong. Like a comet. <laughs> Come up short there, like that first flight. Good. Shorten them up. You don't even have to bother touching that button twice. Uh, anyway, our event today, three men were in Fargo, ND, North Dakota. Oh, yeah. Three men's names were Lyle Pruse, Joseph Balzar, and Robert Kirshner. Uh, it was Wednesday. So, naturally. Hump day, as you always text well, me. Well, they went down to Speakeasy Lounge, Moorhead, right. Minnesota, just over the border from Fargo. Your favourite. A speakeasy. <laughs> a, no an sense. advertised Absolutely speakeasy. no sense, yeah. <laughs> oh. I tried that for so long. I don't think enough people here I had a bit about that. I know. It's great. About an advertised speakeasy yeah. missing the whole fucking point. It'll, it'll get there. We're probably yeah. 20 years behind <laughs> the resurgence of the actual illegal speakeasy here. Makes no sense. Oh, this one, happened. Though, I reckon they happened during COVID. I reckon we missed them. Yeah, there would have definitely been pubs and bars that would have just opened up, let people in. I think there's so many fucking dobbers here. I heard about like a a four-pack of 70-year-old Greeks getting (laughs) dobbed on for playing cards out in Western Sydney Mm. in the first COVID uh, fantasy lockdown. Well, also, it's like the the one over in Perth, there was a lockdown and they still put a 21st birthday party or something on. Some bar got them all snuck in. Shut all the curtains. Of course, it's a 21st. Mm. Fuckheads with their phones out. We're at a fucking party, man. Put the phones away. Yeah. Phones. Phones are the downfall of most crimes now. (laughs) It's it's such a – cops are doing less than they ever did because of other people dogging themselves in with phones, the fuckheads. Just get on TikTok, Uh, find your next defendant. this, this, This particular speakeasy, though, and you'll be impressed with this, Great Italian and American cuisine. <laughs> Not as far apart as fish and chips and curry, but still yeah. cause for alarm. Fucking oath. Um, I, yeah. I had a squeeze at the menu. Yeah. Need a fucking moonshine and a chicken palm. <laughs> Not the right combo. Oh, this menu at this speakeasy, the, uh, it's, it's just called speakeasy. It's, it's a fucking Moorhead, Minnesota speakeasy lounge. Uh, the deep fry is getting a good eye workout here. <laughs> Just like they did 
in the 1920s yeah. rum era. Um, fried cheddar cheese balls. Beautiful. Or oh. fried eggplant did, chips. Did you ever have the – did you ever go – that part of the world, like Wisconsin, just nearby, the mm. cheese um, – what are they called? Not, no. Cheese curds. Oh. Ever had cheese curds? Fucking great. Real oh. good. It's a lump of cheese. Yeah. But no, it's di- I forget how cheese curds are made. Might be the fat or – I don't know. Well, bloody it's the worst part. But, I, yeah, anyway, fuck. I don't know. First but I don't travel anywhere time. in America to get the particular localised cuisine. <laughs> there is none. I've eaten cheese before and some really good stuff and that's not it. Um, they don't fry it in your hometown they, of Paris? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you can get all that followed by a pizza pie because mm. they get confused when you just say pizza yeah, over mama, there. Mamma mia. <laughs> Funnily enough, they make it thicker than bread, hence the pie option because big is better, more is better than less in every circumstance. Well, that, that big that fucking joint. That Chicago-style deep dish where oh, it's almost like a soup. Yeah. It's almost like a soup with a pie crust. Yeah, I know. It's no good. Still have it. Just make a fucking good pizza. Uh, on the plus side, Speakeasy Lounge. They have a what flavoured pizza? Uh, hold on. What dollar amount or would you would you get me one? It just helps me with the guess. Oh, okay. I'll, give you, I'll, give you, I'll give you the $50 I owe you from the Tumut people <laughs> straight well, after this. Should be giving me that anyway. But <laughs> I, will. Uh, I will. Well, hold on. I'll give you that. Flavor. I'll double it. So it's a flavour. It's not an ingredient. Mm. It's a flavour. Yeah. Me- kind me- of both, but yeah. Oh. I was going to say like something ridiculous, like a fucking Mountain Dew or something. No, sucked in. Cheeseburger pizza. Fuck. Sounds good. Uh, you get your nifty for the Tumut people, but not now. Um, they, Listen uh, to the live Canberra app if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about from March this year. Well, a dude gave me 50 cash last week to give to Cody. Forgot to give it to him. Giving it to him tonight. Um, they also have on the sides menu broccoli. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but don't panic because it's got melted cheese on top. Oh, thank fuck. So no American has to be exposed <laughs> to the hideousness of green vegetables. Yuck. Um, when I worked at the summer camp in Oregon, the salad had come out. You go, is it? I don't know if it is one. Like, guys, we've got some greens. Well, maybe. Maybe under this sauce. <laughs> is that Monterey Jack? Is that that fucking radioactive coloured cheese yeah. you got on everything? Government yeah. cheese. Goodness. The American section of the menu is a little Hold bit on. like. I thought we'd already covered it. No, it's the with Italian. The fucking cheeseburger pizza. That's Italian, you <laughs> fuckhead. Do you know anything? Um, welcome to the world, Nick. Uh, American section, it's a bit like when an Aussie Chinese restaurant has an Australian <laughs> menu at the back for the kind of bloke oh. who orders steak and eggs at a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. I see it a bit in Queensland. Uh, anyway, and this I've is got, where. Yeah, I've got to have a guess at this. Philly cheesesteak. Oh, it's just steaks. It's just fucking steaks oh. and, and schnitzels and shit. Yeah, just great. shit. Just yeah. shit. Um, anyway, and this is where Speakeasy are culpable here. Whoopi Wednesday started. Oh, jeez. And uh, – What are they on fucking commercial radio? <laughs> pretty much. The, I mean, that whole joint is just a commercial radio. <laughs> um, the bill from the three lads' consumption at Speakeasy totaled – $54.61 asked dollars. Oh. And I'll tell you, this is fucking oh. unbelievable value. Yeah, oh, of course, because you're talking the Midwest. 
They've man. drunk the joint dry. Oh. They've had eight cheeseburger pizzas. Phenomenal. They've, they've tipped 30 bucks. Well, <laughs> I'm got, getting a dinger. I've got the pill. Here we go. Onion rings. Chicken wings. A serve of fried eggplant chips, all of which are still on the menu, along with six pitchers of beer. Six jugs. Fuck. And 14 rum and diet cokes. Hold on. <laughs> Some conflicting orders there. Man. There's the old hack bit about the eat all the shit and then get a diet coke at the end. Yeah. Even for 1990, that is fucking not bad good size yeah. value. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> 54 bucks for that. Yeah. That is. This is what's going to get you to Bali and Vegas. No, it's not. Cheap shit. No, I'm just value. I I don't care about the cheap. I just I wouldn't eat that. Mm. I wouldn't have all that. I but you 50, could. I just spend fifty four bucks here on a night out and have a nice small yeah. meal. Yeah, and two beers, and that'll do. Wow, these guys, fucking hell, man! One of the boys. That's Kirsch- what I mean, though. Everyone talks about hey, there's no healthcare, but if you're getting that much for fifty four bucks, just fucking buy healthcare. What are you doing? Pretty much, you'll <laughs> fucking need it. You'll definitely need it after all that. Um, one of the boys, Kirshner, paid with his. Also, it is the problem there, of course. I'm fucking around, but the no, the minimum wage is so low, so it's all based on tips and whatever. But because that's the thing, when Aussies try to do the same, they try and set up that American bar feel, mm. you know. That's mm. like, get out, mate. Uh, four buds, thanks. You know, whereas that's thirty eight bucks. Yeah. I'll get six wings. That's another twenty four dollars. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> it's really taken the uh the dive bar experience away from me. Oh, for sure. Not in that shirt, mate. Well, <laughs> you're not getting into this dive bar with those shoes. <laughs> Fuck off, I'm gonna bash you. That sort of thing. Dive bars ain't what they used to be. One Kirshner paid with his American Express card, the idiot. But uh there was a report that five more drinks were purchased for the lads. Yeah. Balzer and Kirshner, they left about 10.35, 10.45. Proust said, don't worry, lads, I'm going to drink on for a bit. You go home. I'll stay right. here by myself. At 11.30, he got cut off, even yeah. though it was will be Wednesday. Go figure. And it's a fucking speakeasy. Mm. Let me do illegal shit. You are. Yeah. <laughs> um, You could see the yellow and black sign of the days in where all three were staying from the driveway of the speakeasy. Wow. So on top of the speakeasy, having a big sign out the front saying speakeasy, illegal alcohol <laughs> sold here, they had a massive driveway and car park. That's all right. Couldn't draw more attention to your illegal speakeasy <laughs> operation, really, could you? One of those uh, buzzing neon American, one yeah. of those signs, speakeasy, yeah. probably the big clang, clang above the <laughs> cowboy doors. You should definitely speakeasy, heaps of piss here. Plus, you should drive here. And then drink heaps of speakeasy and then go home in your car. That'll fool them. Um, Lyle went outside and the, the speakeasy staff probably had a knockoff Sam Booker and Bailey's or something. 20 minutes later, Lyle's arrived back there, stumbled back and he said, look, I can't find the days in. Where is oh, it? Shit. That's the level of mag we're looking at. <laughs> They're like, it's there, fuckhead. <laughs> Literally a block there, the other big sign. <laughs> Um, All those rum and diet cokes have got to him. Yeah, fuck. Oh, he was a, he was the rum and diet coke man. Yeah. Perus. How many did he have? Fourteen there, and there was <laughs> there was a report that five more were bought. So yeah. I reckon about eighteen for him. Yeah, great. Uh, come Thursday morning, there's a flight leaving Fargo. 
bound for Minneapolis. One hour, 10 minute flight, leaving at 6 a.m. sharp. Oh, I can taste how his mouth would feel. Oh, man. That morning, you don't want to be. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you can't see your hotel on the street... Yeah. That you're currently at eleven thirty. And people are pointing at it. You're not yeah. going great at six, are you? Yeah, you've got to get up for a five o'clock flight mm. or a six o'clock flight, be six there at five. Yeah. You're getting up at quarter past four. No one well, needs that. Verl Addison, an inspector in the small Fargo FAA office at five forty five AM, was talking to the captain and co pilot of the plane when he noticed that they had bloodshot eyes and booze breath. It cool. was it was Bruce and Kirshner, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Pilot and co-pilot. Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> they're, sp- they're supposed to be there at five fifteen. They were there at five forty-five, fifteen minutes before flight time. No sign of Belzer. Bruce said to Kirshner, "Can you call maintenance? I can't get a test pattern on my radar." Inspector Verl Addison said, "It's right there, right in front of your face," and. Um, He's, he's cancelled the maintenance call. The inspector left the cockpit of the 727 and called his superiors because he was sus. Mm. While he was out, Bolzer arrived and said, I'll take a test if you want. I'm fine. Addison didn't take him up on the offer because he was young and green. And, and by the way, the um, the American test appears to be yeah. a lot easier than ours. Because well, it's practical. Yeah. Not actual. Yeah, <laughs> touch your nose with your index finger, <laughs> stand on one leg. Yeah. they got um, to fucking get us with science. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, sometimes over there they do. A- Addison walked over to a payphone, at which point the lads have just slammed the door shut and took off. <laughs> <laughs> Mid-flight, they were told via radio that they would be met by, at the gate in Minnesota by an FAA and Northwest officials. Why? They landed it. They're fine. Wow. Well, oh, I, no, I like the cut of your jib. Yeah. Um, they were. And they, they were placed under citizen's arrest, at which point, and I don't like to dispense advice, you know this, mm. too often, but like fucking, if someone says to me that I'm under citizen's arrest, I'd say, what arrest? Rack off. Yeah. And then I'd run. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving. That's it. <laughs> The only arrests that need to be respected are actual and cardiac. <laughs> Someone says you're under citizen's arrest, tip yeah. from the top, fuck off. Yeah. Punch, what it, do whatever you want yeah. to get away and oh, fucking run. Yeah, of course. You don't have to deal with that. You're under citizen's arrest. It's like, well, there hasn't no. even been a fight yet. So yeah. <laughs> I might be under actual arrest for your homicide oh. in a sec. Yeah. Dumb thing to say to someone. What if. Yeah. If you perform a citizen's arrest. And use the term citizens. Yeah. You've oh. got to say it after. No good. After you've held them down. Oh, when you're on the news later. No, but yeah. You wouldn't ho- say it. Oh, no. You, you don't have to yeah. say it. You don't never say it. Just oh, I wouldn't down. do it. Yeah. It's a crazy thing to do. The airline was tipped off that the boys were maggot, but uh, they didn't do anything about it until after the plane was in the air. 
They weren't breathalyzed until two hours after landing. That's what we're looking at. Give them time. Um, Give them time to shake off those rums. Well, flight landed safely in Minneapolis. All's well that ends well, as you said. Who cares? Crack the window open a bit. (laughs) Mate, it's going to get chilly in here, but I've got to wake up. Yeah. (laughs) Bit of... Bit of thirty thousand foot altitude, fresh air. <laughs> Pop my head out. Yeah. Um, just hold a barocca in front of the window and put your <laughs> mouth open. See what happens. Uh, the only reason they were in the shit was because of an anonymous tip off on the telephone to the night shift inspector Vern Addison. Well, wow. he wouldn't have said a thing if he didn't get the tip. He would have just like he here's something. Yeah, I noticed they were a bit bloodshot eyed. That he didn't. Yep. He got a tip earlier. Dob was at it again. He you called reckon, it a it, You reckon it was the pub? Well. Is it the speakeasy? Mate, Not we, living up to their name again? I mean, Vern caught a dose of the Dobbs himself and dobbed on him, but well, we're just left to speculate how Vern was originally made aware, which is what made him look for the telltale signs of a boozy night. Perhaps one of them just wanted to get caught in places to call himself. <laughs> or maybe the lads were loose-lipped at the speakeasy. Is the speakeasy after all? <laughs> You can't speak freely there. Where can you? Um, tried to pick up some college chicks by saying they are fly boys. One of them has decided the boys were not charming enough, a bit ugly, and dobbed them in for yeah. being ugly. Sorry, bladdered. And, uh, oh, fuck, I tell you what, speaking of free speech, did you see? Here we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's write this down. Do you, you know Joe Lysett? Mm-hmm. Did you see his, there was an article in The Guardian. Oh, so he, he had UK, cops turn up yeah. over a joke? Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking time. Mm. That's incredible. I read that. Someone sent me that and said, have a look at this. I was like, no, it's got to be Joe. No. Someone's offend enough, offended enough yeah. one of his jokes in a live show to call the cops. Yeah. And the cops came round. They didn't say, fuck off, idiot. They came round and said, explain your joke. Yeah. Not like explain your joke, other, otherwise you're under arrest. Like they're probably pretty cool about it, but still. But do honestly, they have to do that? Does it? Well, you can't just tell the person that made the complaint to fuck off anymore. Why can't they? Yeah. Like I don't understand that. Like if there's a complaint about something you've said, yeah. honestly, do the cops have to turn up? Yeah. That's, that's an incredible concept. I would tell the cops to go fuck themselves. <laughs> like no offence, lads, but go fuck yourselves. I'm not telling you about my joke. Yeah. Come to my show if you want. <laughs> don't care. Make up your own mind. But I'm not answering to anyone about that's. Appalling. That's an amazing thing that's like it's good publicity for him. Like it's great and good on Joe yeah. for getting what he can out of it. And so he should. I'm sure he's a fucking great comedian. And oh, should ripper. Be. But I think there was um, in the UK where there was a comedy club doing an online show. So they sold tickets. Yeah. But people were just performing in their houses, I believe. Yeah. And the cops stormed the club thinking people were in there because they got the tip that this club was doing a show. But the club was doing an online show. Right. And there's like one sound <laughs> no, there or I don't, Yeah, I don't no think one. maybe anyone was in there. Yeah. Very good. Just all online. Oh. Um, man, according to an affidavit in this case, the boys, the three lads, were visibly maggot. And uh, at one stage, Bruce, the captain, fell out of his metal chair. Fuck yeah. And and he, the other two couldn't walk properly. Um, no need for the breath, though. Oh, they got breath, though. And, and they all pleaded not guilty in Minneapolis and then had to appear in North Dakota to misdemeanor charges. A different story at the jury trial. Mm-hmm. 
Lyle Proust, the oldest of the three at 52-odd, testified that he drank up to 20 rum and Diet Cokes. 20. Mm. Fuck. Good effort. Um, so And that's American pause. Yeah. That could be 45 Aussie rum and Diet Cokes. Absolutely. Whoever bought in the final. Or as you call it, state of origin. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever bought him the final six should be held accountable, really. (laughs) He'd had 14. Probably be fine. 20, too much for a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Over there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 14, the pilot's dozen. (laughs) Jurors deliberated for nine hours of free food and coffee and shit. Uh, Eventually. I think I told it on the episode early days about Virgin when Virgin was going under. Mm. I was in Hong Kong doing the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Roadshow. Here he is. And I was out at, uh, I was out at, um, they're like party district in Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. Just at a bar, just absolutely maggot chatting Mm. to this bloke. He gave me a dart and he he said, What are you doing here? He's an Aussie guy. And I said, Comedy, Melbourne Comedy Festival show, blah, blah, blah. It's probably my brother. Uh, He goes, What are you? And I asked him, what do you do? And he said, I'm a pilot for Virgin. And I said, fuck off, man. I just flew here Virgin yesterday. He's like, I was the pilot. (laughs) I go, when do you have to go back? He's like, not for a couple of days. I go, oh, thank fuck. Couple of days. Seaman. (laughs) I was the pilot. (laughs) Oh. Eventually, all three were convicted of one count each of operating a common carrier while under the influence of alcohol or drugs. Uh, The defence concentrated on the fact that the flight was very smooth. So (laughs) no harm, no foul. That was rejected. That is, you know, a lot of people hate defence lawyers and rightly so for some of the people they try and look after. That's a rough day though. Yeah. And the three blokes turn up and go, yeah, we'll maggot. They oh. knew we'll maggot. We yeah. got breath-owed, maggot. We flew a plane, maggot. You got nothing left except the all's well that ends well <laughs> defence. And a lot of instances, this fucking works out. Yeah. Well, oh, fuck, I don't know when this comes out. This has come out much the same time as the Salim Mahaja, uh, oh. Land Larrikin's Patreon-only yeah. episode. Get on it, everyone. Um, and he, he got no punishment for rigging an election that he lost. <laughs> Same principle. Yeah, wow. Well, <laughs> so fucking, who cares? You lost yeah. your fuckhead. Nothing happened. Still did something wrong. Uh, whatever. It's like gambling on yourself in sports. You lose. Oh, well. Are you not, you're not allowed to gamble on yourself? No. Why not? No, because you can pay other people to help you do what you want to do. Well, you... You can't gamble on the games in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know about that. I, I think gambling on yourself to win, But also, why not? No, no, no. If because it's a, if it's may... a two-horse race, you're you're in a, one of those fucking disgusting sports that you watch where cunts are just bashing each other <laughs> in their dick togs. Yeah, surely you can go, "Hey, everyone, I'm putting ten grand on myself right now. I'm going to beat this guy." Yeah, but then you may collude with the other bloke to go, "You go down, and I'll pay you off." But okay, all right. Yeah, where do you stop with you're that? Not grubby though? enough. No, where do you stop with that? Well, you because... just can't bet in the letter bet. Well, don't have betting. Why? Wreck it for the rest of us. I'm yes. not a fucking professional athlete. Doesn't wreck anything. Let me have a punt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, the the general consensus was: look, what if there was an emergency? 
what if, could, yeah. should, or woulda. Yeah. Who cares? Turned out it was a customer at the speakeasy who had an argument with one of them and decided to report them to the FAA the next morning. Never, and I cannot stress this enough, <laughs> never tell anyone your real job <laughs> or you're having 20 rumbos at a speakeasy. <laughs> fucking don't say it. Just go. Uh, you imagine the exact wording to it. would be like, what are you going to fucking tell me? I'm fucking flying out of here tomorrow. Yeah. I'm Fuck. a pilot, you fucking dead shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Got your name on you and your little badge. Fuck, man. Like all of them, <laughs> all of them got sacked and sent to the can. Um, round the grounds, Lyle Proust. Lyle Proust served in NAM as yeah, a right. jet fighter pilot. Started, After. started flying for Northwest in 1968. Uh, got done here, obviously, in yeah. 1990. Uh, held little hope of ever flying again. He checked himself into an alcoholics program again, yeah. forgetting it was anonymous, as a lot of them do, uh, straight after his arrest. Um, first pilot ever to get done for DD. Wow. Not bad. Good size. Um, he clocked in at 0.13 on the breathalyzer the next they, morning. They after- caught someone recently, I reckon, a few months ago, but pre-flight. Yeah. Yeah. But that would have been a tip-off as well because surely mm. they're doing it. These aren't the only people to have ever flown pissed. Yeah. Like it's fucking happened. Um, point, 0.13. But oh. that is at like 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On, no, 9, 10 a.m. on a 6 a.m. flight. Yeah. He's fucking peaked probably yeah. about yeah. 4 a.m. <laughs> He's coming Hold down. On. No, yeah, so 0.13. 0.13, yeah. not yeah. 0.0, yeah, 0.05. 0.03 I think it is for pilots. Wow. Or, or even less. It's very little. You shouldn't have any really. Uh, he put his hand up and said, yeah, I've done it. It's fair cop. 16 months in the clink, standard. Maximum 15 years, not bad value. Mm. 16 months. Uh, all, you know, all, all things pointed to his life going downtown, but he got out, went on to fly again. Fuck yeah. For Northwest, no less. Oh, jeez. Well, do the crime, do the time. Yeah, fucking after prison. I mean, I, he's got a website, this guy, where he flogs us his redemption story in book format. Oh, I was hoping for fucking cool merch. Not so cool. <laughs> I reckon God might have gotten involved too. Ah, of course. I've got no proof. I've just got a feeling I get from his story yeah. and, and America. Yeah. <laughs> um, Why would you turn to God? You had 20 rumbo. Turn to more rum. Yeah, well, 20 rumbos and you flew a plane, you're fine. He got sober. Yeah. And spent the rest of the next few years just staying sober and talking about it all the fucking time despite the anonymous aspect of the mm. thing. Um, he uh, what's, what's the name of his book, do you reckon? Two words. Oh, I almost said flying high. Getting close. Um, flying drunk. Nah. <laughs> Final approach. Oh, there we go. Colon, yeah, colon. Tragedy and triumph. Well, there was no tragedy. Yeah. yeah no. There's a lie already. Just for him. <laughs> Soft cover comes in at $40.95 with international <laughs> shipping. I'll be right. Both of his parents died from the booze. Oh. He's been sober since the incident. Um, he fought to get reinstated with the FAA, and the president of Northwest was so into the redemption aspect that he personally reinstated the bastard even though it garnered a lot of negative publicity. Forgive They'd me. cheer for that on a plane over there, though. 
hey, this is your captain, blah, blah, blah. You may remember I flew a plane drunk and I just got out of jail and oh, that would be a big sp- clap. Whereas oh, here we'd go, oh, fuck off, mate. No, I don't think so. I think America, I think forgiveness is not included in the Constitution no. over there. I think they, <laughs> nah. A lot of people wanted him dead, I'm yeah. sure, straight that day. Firing squad, bring it back. <laughs> They're not into forgiveness. Fuck no. no. They, they say they are. I don't think they are at all. The judge who sent him off to the clink was the driving force behind petitioning to get him pardoned. Oh, one of those ones. Even though he'd never done it before. The judge had never done this before uh, because Lyle was such a good bloke and did some work in the community with other people who might have turned to drunkenness, et cetera. It's a, it's a classic turnaround story. Um, Lyle received a federal pardon in 2001 from saxophonist pants man Bill Clinton himself. Have that. Now he's devoted his life to helping others suffering from alcoholism. It's its own disease now rather than a catalyst for a bunch of other much worse yeah. side effects. <laughs> <laughs> Not a hobby. It's a it's disease. A, it's a gateway disease. Yeah. <laughs> he's an activist in various alcohol abuse programs and works with airlines and also the Native American community, bingo, in his area to warn people not to do what he did. Although if you do, you can totally get out of it a few years later and have a job for life on the speaking circuit where yeah. you can shift some serious fucking units, <laughs> sign copies of your book pretty easily. Ka fucking opportunity ching. <laughs> also, I love his idea of like getting around telling people to not do what he did. Yeah. It's like, man, I couldn't fly a plane sober. Mm. It just sounds like you're bragging. <laughs> <laughs> His mate, the uh, the co-pilot Kirshner, he um he clocked in at a paltry zero point zero six. Oh, fine. When he blew in the bag and the crystals turned green, uh, still got twelve months in the can. Oh, shouldn't have got. He paid at the speakeasy. Yeah, fucking mistake. Yeah. Go cash all the time, gentlemen. Oh, gentlemen prefer gentlemen prefer cash. Can't state this enough. <laughs> Uh, Balzar, this is the third guy. Yeah, is he called, engineer? They call it a flight engineer or the fucking third yeah, guy. Yeah, just sitting in that, just sitting there, sitting in that seat. Just the fucking the sacrificial yeah. anode. If someone busts through the door, that's you. <laughs> It'd be some muscly guy soon, just yeah. sitting there. Don't know anything about instruments. I'm just going to hear in case someone bashes through the door, I can bash him. Balzar said, and this is a good one. <laughs> he was getting banned from flying. They all lost their jobs. He said. It's kind of hard to keep a good pilot on the ground. That's kind of like asking Picasso if he were going to paint again. <laughs> Even with that, he got 12 months in the can. Um, probation included for all of them. Imagine, After drinking it, getting maggot at a Minnesota speakeasy and turning up for work and comparing yourself to Picasso. Yeah, pretty good. I'm that good as the third wheel, not even a pilot, oh. that you will never stop me from flying again. Probation included for all of them one year after a release, no flying or operating a plane, and three years with no passengers. Good oh. luck getting a job, lads. Um, even though I said Lyle did put his hand up, they did all appeal the conviction in 1991. <laughs> I, I read the details 
and uh, finer points involved on Law Justia, which is usually a fucking excruciating read. But this one wasn't bad. Uh, interestingly, they have tried it on a technicality, yeah. standard law shit over there. Do what you can, you know, try to get out of this. They quoted a 1986 precedent case where a man in Minneapolis was running nude through hotel hallways and he's yelling inside his room. The filth came to kick him out, searched his room, which was a breach of Fourth and Fourteenth Amendment rights, found a shitload of cocaine that he was selling and skimming a bit off the off the top, not unlike you and your fucking T-shirt merch, I've noticed. <laughs> In every oh, photo, yeah. there you yeah. are, just fucking molesting the stock. Mate, um, took one of each. And <laughs> Good business. You yell at mannequins, do you? Admire? <laughs> no. Nah. Oh, you reckon that's what's flogging the merch? <laughs> Got to get it out of, there, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Subtle. Um, Subliminal advertising. This guy got off because it was they shouldn't have been in his apartment. It was wrongful. And yeah. this is what they were trying to say. Just like this guy, you shouldn't have fucking breathalyzed us because it was false pretenses. Oh, wow. Um, Again, you just go, shut up, lads. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, the cocaine guy, guess what his name was? United States versus? Don't know. The best ever American. United R- States versus? No. Oh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Better. Better than all of them. United States versus Rambo. <laughs> Let's do it. Woo! This guy's name was Rambo. Sick. Um, he got off. They got him on something else, though, obviously. Just Probably. the one name, like Madonna. No, no, no. It wasn't Rambo. Oh. It, was, it was, I can't remember. It wasn't John J. Rambo. Yeah. It wasn't the Rambo, but his name was Rambo. <laughs> Probably probably got him on Bash and Brian Dennehy and his cop mates a few years earlier. Um, found the Dobbers in yeah. the end. John and Les Stennison and Bill Fellows, locals, yeah. they're at the speakeasy for Whoopi Wednesday. Uh, man, not to be really losing. At those prices, you're fucking losing money staying at home. Yeah. <laughs> the Stennisons. <laughs> By the way, when her story starts with a Whoopi Wednesday, oh, for some reason I'm just picturing a bunch of women having one extra margarita going, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Someone's having 20 rumbos and flying a plane. Yeah. It really doesn't, doesn't match up with Whoopi Wednesday. 20 rumbos yeah. and six pitches and all yeah. that food at 54 bucks. Oh, I'm going, I wouldn't mind going to Fargo. Um, you could probably that's what they should have do you reckon said for their defense? Like, at, look at, at those prices, mate. Oh, how do you not? It's, it's Whoopi Wednesday's fault. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't pull that rather than the Rambo defense. I reckon you could get together one of your mate's style and your future, probably taking people on tours like the mm. Nick Cody tour to wherever. Yeah. If you get to critical mass, like a thousand people, <laughs> it'd be cheaper for a meal, maybe two thousand people, go to Whoopi Wednesday or somewhere like that and go, yeah. We'll all go there and we'll eat fifty dollars worth of food each and get back and this'll be like a fucking like what we would spend on a lobster luncheon <laughs> in Melbourne. It'll cost all of you fuck all, honestly, to just get over we could get a plane and hire yeah. it, get over there. For That's one what we'll meal be doing, come man. back. Thousand Patreon subscribers. When I take you to Bali, we're not doing. We're it. bringing people. No, Gold Coast to Bali direct from March next year. What people? We're not bringing the style of people who listen to this. Mm-hmm. Yuck! <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not going. Um, yeah, they were at the speakeasy. John and Les Stenison and Bill Fellows and uh, the Stenisons. They saw the lads getting a bit loud, mm-hmm. as some do when they're drinking. They just talk louder. Uh, their ears aren't working at full tilt. They joined the boys 
And after finding out they were NWA pilots, and yes, that's ac- that acronym has yeah. two meanings, Nick. Um, they said, you fellas aren't flying the 6 a.m. tomorrow, are you? Oh. And the boys said, no, nah, not us. Good. Then Kirshner and Robert Picasso Balzar left at 10.30-ish. Lyle stayed back drinking with the Stanisons, at which time he said, yeah, it's, it is us flying the 6 a.m. <sighs> Loose lips in it. Um, after he fell off his chair and refused help, he's, uh, he's walked out and come back to get directions straight down the road. Like, yeah. That's your hotel there, fuckhead. Lee Stanison decided to make an anonymous phone call to the FAA and said, Lyle Sudo and his mates are flying piss tomorrow morning. Lee later forgot what anonymous men's meant as mm. well, obviously. A bit of that going around. Picasso Balzar said he was late the next morning because <laughs> he was up all night with the squirts. Yeah. That's why I'm here at 5.45 instead of 5.15. I'm here at 6.25 he got in yeah. rather than 5.15. That was a porky pie. Oh, of course. But like, with that menu, he may have been, you know. Could have been. Look at could, the receipt. He could have just gone, look, broccoli's got fucking <laughs> melted Monterey Jack on it. What am I going to do? Um, Lyle argued that because he was an alcoholic, he had a higher tolerance. I love that. I love that. Blood alcohol. No sidestepping there. <laughs> Blood Go alcohol harder. volume is not a reliable indicator of determining whether or not someone like him is under the influence. There we go. It's more like it. Uh, I respect that. Well, he'd obviously prefer the dancing and nose touching yeah. <laughs> method of determining yeah. drunkenness they seem to do over there still. And the numbers. A, uh, and a, the nerdy stats. Fuck. A behavioural, well, you can't argue with, mm. with practical science. A behavioural scientist, Herbert Moskowitz, said at the time that 0.03 can cause significant impairment. Fucking nerd. A, uh, a, a pioneer was Herbert in the effects of drinking on driving. Yeah. Also, what a fucking Herbert. Oh. Who's listening to Herbert know, for the sesh? Scientist. He also <laughs> dabbled. Herbert's a loose cunt. Never been said. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> That's a one and only. Do you want your 20th rumbo, Herbert? <laughs> nah. I just said it for the first time ever. <laughs> one rumbo for Herbert. What Never a been dork. Said. Not fuck one. You, fuck you, Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> Herbert also dabbled in deriding pot for the same reason. Ah. Plenty of other Herbert Moscovitzes tried to find him, couldn't, but including one who works for Purdue Pharma. Oh. There's a Herbert there Moscovitz, so there you go. <laughs> but uh, our Herbert died at 87 okay. in 2012. Good run, Herbert. Either way, so class- he's, not, he's not Purdue Herb. He wasn't Purdue yeah. Herb. Could have been, though, with his fucking credentials. Um Classic redemption story, though, for Lyle Prue's The others, don't know. Neither wrote a book about it, started public speaking like you will one day with your <laughs> keynote. So what have they done? My little headset mic my PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Thanks for listening in. Again, live shows in Tassie coming up real soon. We'll see you there 15th and 16th of July. We're lining up some others as we speak as well, getting back up, back out there, I should say. Mm. Um, Yeah, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Cool, mate. Copy later. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. 
Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.